Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Podcast. This is the back of the bus session. We are in. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus, back of the bus sessions. We're back, baby. We're back. I'm taking on guests again. What I did, I was just explaining to the guest. I won't say the guest name yet. Never say the guest name yet. We need the big round of applause first. But what I did, I I took on loads of people at once. When I wanted to do podcasts, I was like, right, does anybody fancy it thinking I'll get like four people and then start having to reach out? But I got an amazing response. I love all of you that's been on the podcast. You're amazing people. But now I've got to the end of that line and I'm taking on guests again and i feel so good for it so thank you for that peace and love all of y'all what a great way to start a podcast though and what a great guest to have coming back on for the old farm bus sessions i've got the exec can i say executive director uh, I think you I are the know. executive director of Bambi's Den. Yeah. That's a big thing. I, I just wanted to make you feel really special. <laughs> not even special. sure if I'm that title <laughs> but yet. Ba- but all right, I'm going to own that. <laughs> <laughs> but Bambi's Den, I've wrote something about it. This is what my interpretation is. It's an ethical, sustainable fashion brand customising pre-loved clothing and sourcing second-hand ethical fabrics to create one-off fashion. You nailed it. <laughs> I don't need this round of applause. No. So, ladies and gentlemen, today I've got Lauren from Bambi's Den. <laughs> what I've got in post-edit, I've got a little crowd noise that I can put in, and it's, it's epic. Oh, brilliant. It's you, not um, cheesy or anything. You pronounced my name wrong as well, by the way. Lauren. 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 It's an E, not an O. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey Mark, I'm always on this. Yeah. So, spell it out. L- L-E-R-E-N. L-E-R. It's literally pronounced as it's spelled. Lauren. Lauren. Because I keep doing it like I'm from Fr- France, like Lauren. Lauren. And then I ask you, have you got any French in you? You're like, no. Some <laughs> Scottish. What else have you got in there? Scottish, Irish, and... American. American? Yeah. Ameri- got some, like, American bloodline in there somewhere. From Amazing. my granny's side. Have you had, like, all your DNA's done and everything? No, else? but I've seen the family tree. But- it's pretty epic, Who did the honest. family tree? My granny. Just took my, some like, time my, Well, my granny's, like, cousins on, like, that side of the family. It's a really big thing. Like, it ta- it's taken very seriously. Okay. And it's, like, a book, and it just keeps getting... I love it. So you can go back like way in time, and it's Mm. like, yeah, it's pretty interesting, really. I really like, I I enjoy reading it. Did you go and speak to her on how you actually find out about your family history and stuff? How does she discover it all? Is it internet, or does she? Uh, No, so, um, Breeding on Hill, you can actually all, you can look for like my, I don't want to say ancestors, are they ancestors? Yeah, we'll go for it. They're from the past. <laughs> They're from the past. Um, so, Breeding on Hill Church, mm-hmm. um, near Castle, Castle uh, Donington. Just bring the, bless you, there we are. <laughs> Breeding on Hill Church, where Castle Donington is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, my great-uncles and stuff were, like, parishes of the church. <sighs> but then we've also got our own family church, which is the Isley Walton. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you can literally go on line and search like the shields and the gillises i I mean i don't use those fancy names yeah yeah Uh, my little brother got lumbered with gillises his middle name okay don't think he's ever forgiven my mom 
Although I think he rocks it now, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's how we've always known. So I like, ju- I just lo- love you as a person because, like, <laughs> when you do a podcast, you're like, right, go down this angle. You're into sustainable fashion, spirituality, mm. and then suddenly we're like down the realm of ancestors of and ancestors, lines. Yeah, <laughs> lines. Yeah. How did you get into like fashion to start you off with? Because like, I was. When I when I had you on, we had you on this bus and they're having a party. <laughs> we, we were, was it Illuminati? It was Illuminati. It was Illuminati. Illuminati yeah, gig. It's Elmo's birthday. And you were talking to my partner Chrissy at the time, and I felt like I'd interrupted like this amazing conversation. Oh, then so you just came like I, I just came bashing in. I was like, "What are you guys on with?" And you were like really in depth with because uh, she's really into fashion as well. So what took you into fashion world, and what made you want to go down that? I always loved styling. Mm-hmm. Um, and being playful with my clothes okay. and then when, probably when I was about 17, 18 I kind of realised that I had a love of vintage fashion mm. and that's when like my thrifting started thrifting. Um, Is that an American term, thrifting? Because uh, I only know it from that song Because we're like, like I'm going to put some tears on it Is it Macklemore? Uh, yeah, I know it's yeah. a bad reference that yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> just, just, <laughs> I'm not sure. I've always just said thrifting. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think it's now a global term. term. <laughs> yeah, thrifting. <laughs> but thrifting can be anything. I thrift when I'm like, I, I'm ruthless if I see a skip. I will be <laughs> looking that skip. Really? Yes. I oh, love it. I love that. Love it. I'm like, oh, yellow skip. Bring it on. Like, what me and my mates used to, I lived in Australia for a bit. Mm-hmm. And we used to go, I think it was called dumpster diving. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of it? Yeah. And we used to, like, but the things they throw away from, like, for food. Yeah. Oh, my, we, we used to take a black bin bag, fill it, and take it back to the hostel and everyone would eat for the yeah. night and we'd have a little party yeah. and have a little throw up like why don't they do that though like why? Go, tesco and starbucks used to be notorious for that if you used to be able to go to starbucks i've not done this i'm not against it knock yourself out if okay it's, if, you know if the seal's not broken and yeah. it's still in date like, <laughs> go for it but yeah starbucks used to be notorious for it where just you could you could go at the end of the day oh. and there would just be endless sandwiches and cakes and it's like why why don't you just give it away if you're mm. gonna chuck it away why don't you just give it away I, that's what gnarls me with food is wasted it to do with like the legality I and think rules of like if somebody gets ill off that then they can yeah. sue yeah. them and absolutely but it's uh, yeah, the sandwich what's the worst that's yeah, gonna happen yeah yeah you've got to <laughs> change and play with these rules haven't you mm-hmm. it's well i think like supermarkets have become really good now at donating foods okay um and are there some better than others or uh, i think tesco might be a good one i'm not sure i try i actually try and avoid the only big supermarket that i shop in is sainsbury's i'm an aldi girl aldi, i am yeah, an aldi yeah. girl we're out um, all the way as well oy but oy. there is just certain things that aldi don't do so they don't do vegan mayonnaise so I have to go to Sainsbury's. But then if you catch Aldi on a special bye week and they've got like Hellman's in, then I'm stocking up on like six of them. <laughs> <laughs> All day long. All day long. I love those special bye finds. Sometimes I feel like I should write to Aldi and be like, for the vegans of the world, like you could actually take the supermarkets by storm if you just... Bring right. more in. Like, <laughs> they've done, yeah, them. they've got oat milk now, which is great. How to do oat milk? I'm so glad I've got you in. You're just <laughs> so full of beans and zazz and life. Like I remember that at the, 
specifically at the party, I kept coming over and anywhere you were, you were talking <laughs> to people about anything and everything, but with such charisma and don't stop, energy. Honestly, it's just great. You could go down any any path, couldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> but like as a as a kid, were you always like really passionate about the environment and the planet and the world we lived on? As a kid, I wouldn't say I was passionate in terms of understanding what needed to be changed I always mm. loved nature growing up I was always out on my BMX I used to bring I mean I probably wouldn't do it now because it's not fair on them but I was that bin lid kid in a in an Arsenal football kit that nah, used to come oh, in with okay. frogs newts I always had <laughs> dirty nails scrapes on my knees like, I loved being outside and always appreciated the outdoors you know if I wasn't up a tree I was definitely trying to climb one were you in Derby at this point yeah yeah. yeah. Oh. I've always been in Derby Derby Love Derby it. born and bred yeah. me, ate up me duck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was more like, I guess, when I had my daughter and I'd more like go out on more walks and then really understanding that it's our greatest healer. Like, mm. we need nature to heal. Mm. I strongly believe that. Um, and then starting to understand like what we were saying earlier about humans being the virus yeah. and how much we take it for granted like mm. we do take nature for granted um and then started looking more into what I, what i can do as an individual yeah. to help the planet and what message i can relay to people to help the planet as well would your mum and dad be taking you out then for the day in no. nature oh no, no so you have to go and no. discover my it for gran- yourself no, my granny Gra- oh, oh my granny kids then, oh god my granny used to take us for picnics under oh, willow trees mate. in the snow okay she was, she was just like that kids <laughs> get out get your scarf on put your hat on so yeah so what age then did you get to this point like oh we're killing the planet we're slowly getting to this point uh, mid-twenties yeah so i'm 30 now so yeah mid-twenties what was, was it was it conversations you're having at the time conversations, was it books you were reading definitely conversations yeah uh david attenborough obviously oh, <laughs> we'll listen to a bit of david attenborough the god the god <laughs> if he doesn't make you question things then like you're not listening to him properly <laughs> what was it you were listening to of david attenborough i can't stuff? even remember Just to be honest Just to stuff. He's, you know he's got so many shows out mm. you can watch him on youtube all day um but then for me i I remember um a really important moment i was out on a walk and i remember seeing the amount of rubbish Mm. on the floor and Mm. i can't stand that when you're on a lovely walk and you just see a random coca-cola bottle yeah and it's just like why (laughs) i tell you what like what's quite funny i never really got on so well with my mum like i just had a bit of a tempestuous relationship a lot of uh ferocious words been said but the one thing i've always loved her on is she's got that fiery side she's a very powerful lady and that's cool and i remember vividly i think we spoke about your mom really on the night and i asked her what star sign she was oh god what is she i can't remember what you said yeah she she i think it is a fire one oh she's like um January, February. I think her birthday's in February, so do you know what that means? She'd be in, if it's February, she might be in Aquarius. Oh, mate, the other one then. Well, Aquarius are air signs, but very, very logical. I might have got a birthday complete. That might be my dad's, though. Just <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is why she hates me now, <laughs> but, but 
I do remember asking you what I was like, what's your mum's star sign? <laughs> but I remember, so Alma, like, she's just a powerful lady, that amazing woman, got what she wanted and just ran with it. But, like, we went to McDonald's once, and I remember these, like, boy racers were sat near the side, and they just chucked stuff out, and... I was, like, begging her not to go out and tell them off. But she was like, no, I'm going out. And she got the stuff, grabbed the cups, grabbed all the litter and just threw it in the car <laughs> and just said, get that in the bin now. Oh, she's and like literally, kind of woman, she she's amazing. And then, she, well, I, I, so I got get her now. I'm 27, so I've sort of got to that age where you're like, oh, that's what you were doing, mm. is it? That's the path you're on. Again, nobody's path's perfect, is it? And we've all got, like our own learning to do yeah. so she was yeah. just doing that but i did love that about her and ever since like we were out and about and people littered she just like turned into the litter police yeah. and i can't i love it now because me and chrissy were walking back from a with the dogs the other day and people were just fly tipping over the fence and it really kind of hit me i was like what are they doing that for and they were just throwing everything out of clothes just keep shouting and i just went over like and i didn't i followed up with my mum and i was like stop doing that <laughs> just like shouting not as ruthless <laughs> no, not no. climbing over the fence and throwing <laughs> yeah, it back yeah. to them loving it on them but yeah i just it's literally things as small as that though mm. just you don't care much about yourself in my view if you're willing to just like just throw it over there like litter in your car 100%, throw it out 100 i think it says a lot about where a person is you as a character is, yeah character and where they're at in life yeah I yeah, guess, yeah yeah because i can't imagine like if i you know if i'm on a walk mm-hmm. and i've and you know i can pick something up then mm. i will just because you just don't animals are out there birds are out there dog walkers are out there it's not it's just and it doesn't look nice like Mm. you go you go on a walk in nature because you want to escape and then you like you just you know you see generic stella cans or bloody coca-cola bottles or just anything chris rapper and it's like um, we've done festivals down here and i think when i was probably 21 and i was just like finding myself because i mm-hmm. had a big breakup we can get into that later as well with the spiritual side right okay <laughs> but uh, i love the spiritual side it's oh, all i'm about <laughs> i can tell so i remember the festival but i started aligning myself with more mate spiritually minded people mm-hmm. but also within that there's still spiritually fake people so they've got all the gear on and they look the part but they don't maybe live and breathe the ethos or yeah, yeah. or show it so again they'd just be throwing their the fag butts out or their wrappers and, and around the farm it's like no but we literally have like chickens that are going to go and eat them fag butts yeah. and like choke on it and stuff and you go and explain that to them and then halfway down the road you just see them just keep on doing, doing it, it. yeah and it's like yeah but the things that you preach about, the things you talk about, and you see in your circles, and then they're literally like a walking contradiction when they do it. And it, yeah, people really need to start practicing that what preach. they preach. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I, I, that's then, a massive thing of mine. When you asked me um, mm. last night about sending me some things that you're passionate yeah, yeah, about, yeah. and I said, I think I'd, I think I wrote spirituality, yeah. but I also wrote false positivity. Yeah, and I, I think didn't know what that, that meant. I had I to think, read it up. Um, I think that falls under that of like the falseness with spirituality mm. um but then bringing in the false positivity with it as yeah. well because for for me if i'm seeing someone you know preaching about spirituality and mm. we are all one and the universe is children but then you don't give a fuck about 
putting your fag books on yeah, the floor. Yeah, simple as that. I'm looking at you like, mate, you're a dick. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I mean, this is on a, a slightly different level, but I listened to a podcast by this guy called Andy Frazella. Okay. Who used to be homeless, but then he's like a multi-millionaire now. He started up loads of enterprises and mm-hmm. businesses and just did really well. But he said something as simple as, if you go and piss on a seat when you go to the bathroom and you don't wipe it up, that literally shows you a lot about you as a person yeah. how like lazy you are if you can't literally wipe your piss off the seat when you've used it and you're just leaving it there for the next person mm-hmm. you will not be successful in life yeah. you will not open up businesses because yeah. you'll cut corners and you're lazy yeah and that to me i was like it's, it's make, as simple as <laughs> when you start see, wiping up the seat you know um i, I love her for this Raina duffy yeah oh yeah i absolutely love <laughs> if you ever watch her stories she's, she's yeah. ruthless and one thing that she hates and it really does make sense is when people put their feet on buses. Yeah. If you're sat down and you see oh <laughs> glitch babes, yeah. got glitch. Right. That's what we like about I'm this. A bit podcast. naturally clumsy at Anything times. can happen. I've got long legs. <laughs> and like you know you sit down and see people with the feet on the yeah, bus. It's yeah. like I don't know where your feet have been and people yeah. have got to sit down on that seat. 100%. And you know, sometimes if you're on a long journey it is uncomfortable. Mm. You do want to put your feet up. I'm like at least take shoes off. Yeah. <laughs> but if if you're just on a like a bus and it goes again back with the like pissing on the seat yeah you know, someone's got to sit down on that yeah but yeah, yeah. I, I love Raina for that she's, like, I, she's, she's, she's calling really people flipped. out and letting them <laughs> she know give a fuck. I, i've definitely had it at time and it's just having common curiosity and like caring like about other people though uh, like for me, I've been on buses, and when they're playing loud music, do you know people? And it's just like there's people around, you know. Like, why don't you care about what anybody else thinks? Mm-hmm. And I think there's an attitude where you can have, I don't care what people think, which is good because you can be your own person yeah. and you stop like conforming to the norms of what society is. But then there's a really uh, a complete dismissal of I don't care what anybody thinks and just being a dickhead. Yeah. And you can't break that golden rule of don't be a dick. Yeah, don't just don't be don't, a dick. Yeah, you know, got, be who you want to be. Yeah, yeah. Just don't be a dick. And that that to me was the spiritual path that took me years and years to get back round to because I was like speaking the jargon like you were saying before and quoting philosophers from the past and knowing it all i was retaining it all but i was doing like what they do in education and school i was just regurgitating it and just speak like falsely speaking it so when you put that down i had to research what what is it false positivity positivity. it's great i read about it and i was like that's so me like what i used to be about but then when it was it come back around to like no be you be that version of you but just with that spiritual soul or spiritual mindset where you you just listening to what other people are about and and a bit more balanced in life do you know what i mean it's it's a lot of the time just not regurgitating i think it's with the spiritual journey though as well um and this is very much something Courtesy is the word I wanted, not curiosity. Courtesy. courtesy. Common courtesy. courtesy. <laughs> but common curiosity, I like that though. I, I'm, I'm going to start using I it. I feel like we should. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've it. just made something. We've just made it. Common curiosity, guys, <laughs> on the spiritual path of life. <laughs> um, but it's not linear. Mm. It's not linear. And you, and it's, to, be, to be honest, the spiritual journey for me it can be a massive head fuck mm. in so many ways because you're constantly learning and unlearning mm. and then learning and Relearning. unlearning. Yeah. But that's the beauty of it. Mm. So there's times where I like, you know, especially with like myself, where I'm 
unlearning mm. habits that I've created for myself or, you know, negative thought patterns that I've lived on, you know, with autopilot yeah. because we're all capable of doing that or, you know, trauma responses or, you know, just anything. And then you like have to sit there and do your shadow work and mm. it's painful mm. and no one likes to talk about that side of it. It is actually incredibly painful, mm. but so rewarding and so important. And there's so many times where I'm sat with myself and I'm like, oh my God, I really don't like I don't like this version of myself right now. I'm not yeah. enjoying this, but I know I need to just keep working through it. Chipping away. And chipping away. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm okay with that. And I think it's what you were saying, like, I am, I'm not being a dick and I'm okay with that. Mm, mm. <laughs> so. I think um, Karina that came on one of the last podcasts as well, she said something really beautiful. She said, let it add. Don't become. Like, so spirituality should add something to your life Absolutely. and take the pieces away yeah. from it. But some people, like, think, oh, I've gone down this route. I have to become all of this now. And it's like, no, keep them other good sides yeah. and good qualities yeah. to you. Just, like, lose the bits that were bringing you and other people down. Down. But and- that's the thing, like... Again, with, like, the spirituality thing, it's this whole um, good vibes only. Mm, mm. And... I can easily say, like, my spiritual journey... My spiritual journey started when I went through depression. Okay. Um, And it was just, like, I was in this... I've, like, I've always been a very optimistic person. Mm. But during that, I was the most pessimistic version of myself, and I hated it. Mm. Like, I was just like, I mm. do not like this person. When, when did it begin, all. that depression? How Probably when I was about 24. It yeah. started to, like, set in. Had you ever experienced no, it before, literally? No. So and you then, were, like, a happy-go-lucky kid. Yeah, and then... 25 rolled around and I was just like there was this year and then 26 came around and I realised that for like two years I was just like going from like up here to all the way down to rock bottom but I'm so grateful for that place like I needed to be there and now I'm like up here but I'm a bit like this and Mm, I'm alright with it because (laughs) because it's not linear and you can't always be up here because it's false positivity Mm, and it's you know mm. you've got to honour your negative thoughts and you've got to honour that shadow self and you've got to work with that self so you can grow yeah and Um, and simple thing of like the only times you get like you feel up here is because them times exist the mm. low times exist but they give breath to the good times exactly and that duality of life always yeah, comes around yeah. i do remember like having to fake it when i was like feeling down but then it'd just end up repressing and it'd just be a pain that i keep walking on mm. top of but when i'd speak to like a truly good friend of mine like somebody like jagger my best mate and i'm actually like do you know what i don't feel good today i'm actually feeling discomfort it was just like a massive weight was lifted. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't have to pretend to be this big spiritual guru figure that never feels anything other than greatness or this, like, enlightenment. Mm-hmm. I have... I'm, I'm still Mikey yeah. that grew up in Ripley and has all these complications because we're, we're comparing ourselves to the Buddha or to the Dalai Lama. Lama yeah. And it's, it's like, like, well, like, mate, no. he, he, he doesn't live in the middle of Ripley, like, with all these <laughs> gossip circles and stuff going on. doesn't live on a farm. He, he has got a very different lifestyle. We've got to appreciate that. Then we're looking at, like, Buddhist monks in mm. temples meditating eight or nine hours a day, probably more. We can't... We can definitely take great principles away and great messages that they're giving us and saying, like, life isn't as real as you're making it and whatnot. But we have to 
relate it to where our surroundings are and who our friends are and things like that or you become quite disconnected yeah absolutely was there a moment when you fell to depression then was it a big something happened or was it did it just come uh it was a build-up mm-hmm. of a lot of trauma okay. that I think I suppressed I and never actually you don't have to you can go as with deep as deep you want as into well this, as you uh, want. it's just a lot of childhood trauma yeah a lot of it okay. that I suppressed mm-hmm. um and kind of just lived on autopilot you could say and mm. it was just like no I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine um but I wasn't, yeah. I just wasn't okay. And I never wanted to admit that. And I never wanted anyone to see that. Um, I never used to, I wouldn't even take help. Like the idea of someone helping me was, you know, I was very much like, I can do this all by myself. Yeah, and I don't yeah. need anyone. Yeah. And that is so, that's negative in itself. And mm. it's not healthy because we all need help. Yeah. And yeah. I'm all right with that now. I love, I love it. I'm like, do you want to help me? Great. <laughs> let's get it on. I need like, some help I need, right now. I need some help. Did you have therapy then? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I still go to therapy. Okay. Yeah. I love it. I, I, yeah. Fucking Amazing. love therapy. It's great. Advocated to everybody. I feel a lot of men in particular feel they, don't want to admit to it or don't want to admit to pain they don't Mm -hmm. want to talk about it and especially if they feel like they went to therapy they feel like they've lost or they've lost a battle they should be able to cope with it themselves and that's still the the taboo Mm. around mental health yeah but therapy is great and i love it like at least how often do you go um i went in the last time i went was february okay um and then the i think it was when was it second month of lockdown um, I re-referred myself. I, I was okay. I wasn't feeling depressed. There was just some, there was just some inner things that I felt like I needed um, some clarity on, and didn't particularly feel like I was getting that mm-hmm. by myself or reading. So I do a lot of reading. I was just okay. like, I need, I just need yeah. that professional ear. You could say guidance it was, and guidance. Mm. And obviously, it was lockdown, so they weren't doing face to face ones. Yeah, so it was yeah. a lot of phone, phone okay. ones. But it was great, and I needed it. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm forever grateful for therapy. I don't think it should be something that people should feel ashamed to talk about. Because yeah. It really is okay not to be okay, and it really is okay to need help. There is so much strength in vulnerability, mm. and it took me so long to realise that. That's a that. great quote. That's going. Yeah. That's going in, <laughs> in one of the snippets. That is. There is. So so much strength in vulnerability. vulnerability. Just, I've never heard that before. It's, it took me a while. I used to hate being vulnerable. Mm. Hate being vulnerable. The idea of crying in front of someone. The idea of anyone seeing me like weak was. It was just. Where do you think that comes from? In especially our society, our surroundings, we have to like be right all the time. We have to be this perfect, perfect robot. Yeah. Thing. Like, yeah. Today in the podcast, like we've hit things by accident. We've kick things and like it, it can be life's clumsy I'm for my bruise yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally i twat my knee on my bed at least like, okay. once or twice a month literally i'm there like what the fuck but what a great metaphor for what we're talking about in life like it is bumping into things it and being was. clumsy and making mistakes and learning from them and we just feel like when we put on social media which we'll talk about later Everything just has to be this perfect self and this perfect form. And it's just so unrealistic. We're building up an unrealistic life. And then I feel like that kind of leads to other people feeling like they need to live 
their lives and mm. it's the comparison of oh well they're doing that and she's got that and she's got this going on or he's got that going on in his life and I don't have that mm. and then it adds pressure mm. and it's just bullshit yeah it's fucking bullshit do, do you have it seems like you do do you have quite a good friendship circle yeah. and group connect because especially you like I, I don't know to speak to you enough and I would say you're my friend yeah but we're not absolutely. like friends like we meet each other up and have coffees yet yeah, we will do and I can't wait for well, this you've, you've just introduced me to a black coffee and I'm a bit like I like <laughs> this I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on in what my brain part? at the minute <laughs> it's a world of chaos I told him there. I was vegan yesterday and he didn't bring me down free milk guys oh mate I bought some almond milk in, but it's gone it's just it's I'm warped right. I'm drinking my water drinking my water <laughs> but you're somebody and I honestly mean this if you said to me Mikey you're being a knob or Mikey you, you're doing it wrong in this way or you need to look in this part of your life I'd be, I'd listen to it because you've I just feel like you're a no bullshit person. You've just got a a straightforwardness that I appreciate. I like that side of it. Do you have friends like that in your life yeah. that will just tell you, right, you need to look at this or come on, stop, yeah. think of this? Yeah, and I feel you like that. And it's taken me a while to get those group of friends. Mm. Being, um, I don't. I mean, I don't know if you feel the same, but with with women, mm. we're very hormonal. Yeah. We can be extremely bitchy and catty mm. um and growing up until i reached kind of like my teenage years most of my friends were lads okay. so i always just got on better with lads yeah um and i've had some pretty shitty female friends over the years mm-hmm. um and it's taken until the later sides of my 20s to actually have like a really good group of friends shuffling over here a really good group of friends where I can literally just be my authentic self with mm. and that's the good and the bad mm. and I'm not being judged um, and we're just there for each other and it's safe and we're all capable of being knobs yeah. and we all call each other out on it or we all but not in a not in an unhealthy way either mm. it's more like we want to we always want to try and get to the bottom of each other's problems and yeah, the root yeah. of it and what's causing it Um and that's really healthy mm. and they're so supportive and we've, we've just got a really good supportive Network. group of friends mm. and yeah it's great i mean f- from the starting out for me like going around the ripley lads and stuff we used to like pride each other on like just taking the piss out of each other but also it was always very negative like mm. the energy that would distill from each other would always be from the lowest frequency we'd like make each other want to feel bad and that was part of the game and it was so strange to then get into the music scene get into the creative scene go out to nottingham meet poetry heads or whatever and they seem to like completely flip that on its head and they'd like want to like big you up all the time or just want to like push you on and and make you do well and that was quite a shock to my system Mm. because I was so used to... It's take quite alien. Yeah, it was yeah. so alien to me. And I used to go, uh, like, when I've been travelling and not really know how to connect with people because it was always on that low frequency, just take the piss, be not very nice, and people wouldn't navigate to mm. it. And I was like, what? why is this issue used to work at home? Why isn't it working Yeah, why here? isn't it working yeah. here? So. I mean bantering there's yeah. a difference you know a good yeah. bit of banter because you know i've got friends where we literally just rip the piss yeah, out of each other yeah, but yeah, it yeah. is in a healthy bantering the- way we don't we don't walk away from each other and be like oh she's really made me feel like there's boundaries quite, yeah there's yeah. boundaries but you don't speak about them they're just known the, yeah like, they're just known love still 
coming across yeah. and being shown. Well, ba- bantering but... is important and yeah, being able yeah, yeah. to be, you know, have that kind of level of, you know, we're taking the piss out of each other, mm. but it is literally harmful. I mean, harmless, sorry. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that because I'm quite a bantery person and yeah, I can be yeah, kind yeah. of sarcastic when I want to be. Well, that's the so, English nature in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should go try and start, like, Try sarcasm in Australia. I'd love to. It doesn't get you anywhere. It it's so scary. Oh like, they're like, what you fucking on about, you cunts? <laughs> and I'm like, mate, mate, this is how we communicate. I promise you. Like, it I'm not taking the bit. Yeah. Well, I am, but I'm not. But we've got quite a dry sense of humour, I think, yeah. friends have. We're quite dry. So a lot of I've just started watching like really old comedy like Faulty Towers mm. and so, uh, what we were watching the other day Life of Brian and there's a lot of dry humour in there there's I've a lot of, any of oh them. mate they're just, them? Uh, it's they're very funny? British okay. but it's very like sarcastic and just dry and like one liners and stuff it's very funny like I, th- I like what we've built our comedy upon yeah. it's very different to the American form of comedy I think I, I'm into comedy though <laughs> like when well, you, yeah, when you, you can got tell me that, your face like, is literally I'm like, oh, well, yeah, there's this guy I like, but I want to talk more about you. Okay. <laughs> so, Bambi's Den, when did that actually come to be? Um, so, the actual name Bambi was given to me by one of my best friends, Nicole, giving her a shout out. Um, I was in my, I think, oh God, what year was we in? Second year of uni, student nights out. Yeah. Messy. So you were at uni then? Yeah, yeah. Which uni is this? Derby. Derby uni. I went to Derby Everything uni. Derby. Derby. <laughs> I will branch out. I have, I have branched out in some areas, yeah. But <laughs> you're no, on the yeah. farm today. I'm Look at farm. you. Look how well you're yeah. <laughs> Country bumpkin. Country bumpkin. I want to live in the countryside. It's my, it's, it is my actual top of like, you know, you know, I do write myself goals and countryside is... Is on, on the yeah, top. Yeah, and I, I envision tier. how I want, I want French doors that back on to like... Wow. Land. That's it. I don't care what the rest of the house yeah. <laughs> I just want French doors <laughs> that I can open and just have land straight onto just, it. Just straight, yeah, yeah. That m- Love it. Our minds are very similar. I want them doors, but like into a lake. Do you know in a like Canada? <gasps> oh, that'd be that, amazing. That is my end goal. Dream. Yeah. Even if it is on a bus, but even a bus if it's a bus on a, like, on lake. a lake. Oh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you're gonna get there. Got we're gonna get those we? doors. We'll get. We're manifesting it right I now. I really <laughs> am. I've, we've got me and Chrissy keep doing like little five year plans and little five year ideas. Mm. Now I think it's good to have goals, isn't it? And it tangible is. things Absolutely. to aim towards. Of course. I, I never use, I just thought, oh, I'm going to live life like really whatever comes. And that there's an ele- element that's good to that, but you never really get anything done. No. I used to smoke a lot of pot as well. So yeah. I, I was just kept like spinning on circles and just like, I'll do this one day maybe, but not having anything linear to mm. actually hit. Yeah. But then the moment I met Chrissy and other stuff in my life stopped me smoking weed and stuff, I, I remember actually writing a, a list down and looking at it and thinking no i'm gonna hit that and hit that and you can actually start ticking it off yeah it's much yeah. healthier way i've been on a mad journey with weed over the years okay crazy journey um but when i actually stopped i'm gonna say when i stopped being a pothead yeah yeah because occasionally yeah i still enjoy the odd smoke i agree but it's you know very sporadic now like it's i can't smoke weed the way I used to, yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. just it doesn't agree with me anymore, and, and I don't put some enjoy mad it. Stuff in it aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I'm like this is, and then they've got all these crazy names yeah. now, and I'm like, just Do give I me some, just give me blue just or? blues, lemon, and cheese, yeah. and that's it. Don't come at me with this unicorn fucking yeah. dog face bullshit because I'm not about it. No, um, 
<laughs> but no, I smoke. I did smoke weed for a long time. Um, and never really used to see it as a problem. Mm. And then it kind of got to the point where it it was not helping me mm. at all. Like, I'm smoking it and I'm, I'm not feeling motivated. I'm not wanting to do anything. Um, and it was a journey to stop as mm. well. Like, it was mm. like, I made, I made the decision that I wanted to stop, but it took two years of, like, back and forth right, with it. Okay. Until I got to this stage where, like, I did, like, a solid year and a half without it. Right. Which was, like, amazing. Then felt comfortable smoking it, you know, if I'm, in, you know, if I'm at a festival. Mm. Or I don't, I can smoke it socially with my friends. But having weed in my life mm-hmm. to the point where I'm smoking it every day mm. is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. It just doesn't agree with me anymore. But the the day that I was just like, I'm done with this shit, mm-hmm. my life just improved so much. I just started smashing more of my goals. Um, I was feeling a lot more motivated, a lot more positive. It was like the haze had mm. gone. And that is the thing with weed. Like, it is great. And I'm not against it at all. But, like everything proceed with caution yeah because nuance as well there's a there's a gray area in there this. is a gray area I hate in it. people just a lot of people or some people feel they have to speak on the white or the black of things and it's either a bad thing or a good, good thing. thing there's no in between it's like it's all the individual like if you know your mind which you clearly have had a big journey of discovery and you might be like a, a big thinker and you've got voices all the time mm. or like and again they can exacerbate mental health and course, illness yeah. like psychosis i've dealt with schizophrenia all these parts it, it weed has got a element in it it's, it's thc mm-hmm. but that just amplifies who you are as a character a lot of the time and it, it really affected me and harmed me but i like when i was starting up it was so fun oh, it was i great. was just like with it like my mates like just talking about the outside the box thinking then we, it would make me creative as well it, it wasn't all negative i think it goes quite like full circle i remember when i first started smoking weed um it was fun with my mates yeah you know get high get the munchies yeah laugh so much and then you just build up such a tolerance to it mm. that you're just smoking it. I, I can't say that I don't miss it. But I still get the munches. <laughs> yeah, okay. It, even, like, still... If I if I know that I'm smoking a joint, mm. then I need to have, like, a cup of tea Have you tried CBD? Do you work, yeah, work yeah, with that? CBD. What do you um, have that in? How do you take it? I've had t- CBD, the capsules. Okay. And then I have the oil that you can put under your tongue, but it tastes grim. Right. Oh, I didn't like it at Let all. Just plug this in before we... Uh, we go on any further. A little longer than a few minutes later. I'm very good at post production as well. I can put a little clip in there. Oh, can you? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> <one>. Weed. Weed. <laughs> yeah. I'm it's just... beautiful though, and I, I'm not, I, I, I think it serves a purpose. I think for me, and this is just like my opinion. I think maybe humanity has maybe lost what weed is put on this planet for because mm. i do strongly believe it has medicinal purposes mm-hmm. i do strongly believe it should be enjoyed i'm in no way against it but it does have its dark side as well yeah and you know i started smoking weed when i was really young and i kind of wish i'd waited they always say wait till the brain, brain to yeah because it's your back your frontal lobes yeah you know, you're yeah picking up weed when you're like 13 yeah. 14 yeah well, i wish i'd waited a little bit I mean, 
I think they say the, the frontal lobe's supposed to be developed when you're about 25. So that feels to me like a, a time I wished I would have experimented in my t- like mid-20s. Mm-hmm. I know I'm still nearly in them, but if I would have done it like 24, 25, rather than 13, 14, I wouldn't have had the predispositions that I've got now with my brain development. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I do, like... The one thing that stopped me from doing it was I experimented with lots of different psychedelics after that. Mm -hmm. But it was one that I took that literally told me no. I mean, I went to a different realm (laughs) and a different place. Just go to a different place. Yeah, it was somewhere else. (laughs) I don't know where I was, but I didn't like it very much. (laughs) It wasn't a bit of me, Uh, that one, was it? (laughs) I met met many things there. But I remember I just like to, to reach for something around just to get like normality back and it was like oh weed i know that and as i touched that like the whole room just evaporated and i was like no i can't do that anymore and ever since i tried to have a bit like just went to amsterdam yeah something in your brain I, it just switches, clicked and it just yeah. said i can't do it i'm yeah. kind of i'm relieved by it yeah. I'm, so I'm quite happy that i'm not on that path anymore because i was just going down and down and down into this path that i wasn't happy with who i was as a person yeah. and that's the thing with young people now and i know so many that it's like just smoking like 10 spliffs a day more like 15 just go through an ounce we in a can week. be yeah yeah Don't and miss it's just like days. <laughs> Just be honest to yourself. Give yourself a few questions to answer. Like, is this affecting me financially? Yes. Is this affecting my friends and yes. circles? Is this affecting <laughs> my mental health? Yes. And if you go and you... But honestly answer them, and they all say no, like, I'm, I'm fine, then keep on going on. Like, if it's really adding to your life, go with it. But people don't have honest conversations mm. with themselves anymore. They don't, like, mm. question. They just do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my mate's doing it, though, so he's fine. So he's fine, so I'm going to do it's it like too. like a canary down the mine. There's moments, though, that I do really enjoy it. Um, I go to... I don't know. When was it? I go to a festival in Bulgaria. I mean, I, I, I do enjoy smoking a joint at a festival. Mm. I do. Before before you drink, because that's another problem as well. Don't get fucked and then smoke split. <laughs> smoke first, then drink. Um, and, you know, there's, there's something quite nice before you are, you know, heading into whatever drum and bass tent you're trying to find nice. or jungle tent or whatever. This sounds great. Where you just, you know, you just want to sit on the grass with your shoes off and smoke a joint. And I like that. Yeah. And I enjoyed yeah. that. But making it habitual to the point where I'm coming home from work and treating it like I would have, you know, if some people have a glass of wine when they come mm, in, mm. some people smoke a joint, I'd much rather smoke weed than than make alcohol habitual Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it does have its problems Mm. and the one thing that for me was again when I was going through depression and then I was really suffering with anxiety Mm -hmm. I was also smoking a lot of weed so it was like I wasn't actually really sure what I was feeling and if Mm. the weed was um, is the weed making me more anxious or am I making myself more anxious because I'm smoking weed and then I know that I shouldn't be smoking it and then you you just sat there like going something's got to give something's got to give something's got to give and it's for me like weed's not physically addictive yeah but it is mentally addictive yeah and yeah. i don't i will argue to anyone who tells me that it's not mm. like it is mentally addictive mm. if you're someone that smokes a lot of weed and you don't have it put yourself to bed at 10 o'clock at night mm. and come and tell me that you went to bed like straight away yeah. you actually managed to fall asleep straight away because you get into this cycle yeah, where you yeah, need to yeah. be high yeah. to go to sleep yeah. and then you don't dream or you do dream but you don't remember him mm. 
I never remembered any of my dreams. The first two weeks of stopping. Do they you remember? You, you do struggle to get into REM though, don't you? Yeah. You it was just, I was like, yeah. I don't like this. And mm. I'm not enjoying this anymore. I want to experience everything. I want to feel what I'm feeling without without greeting a substance at the end of yeah, it. Yeah, because then you get into that point of like, am I the substance? Is it, or is the substance me? And you're like, what is a Michael Markham anymore? Like, yeah. who is this character? Have I just based it all through this weed substance? But I think like what you were saying then, it exacerbates where you are at the time. So if you're depressed, definitely like get rid of all them substances Substances. that are mind altering in that period because you've got to discover you entirely you without any substance altering that and then get to that level but if you're a happy content person you got to keep you can keep cracking on as far as you want to go down with it but it's that constant not like questioning not being curious of like why am i feeling this way it can't be that though there's no possibility it could be this substance that's doing that to me it must be and they start blaming putting the blame mm. game on life outside yeah, of them yeah, yeah. and everybody else yes yeah. and, and 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 it becomes a well i need to smoke this because it makes me feel less stressed yeah, or yeah i need yeah. To, i remember with me with weed every emotion that i felt was greeted with a spliff mm. if i was happy i'd yeah. smoke if i was sad i'd smoke if i was mm. excited i'd smoke it was like everything was greeted with a split mm. it kind of got to the point where i was just like what am i even what am i feeling all my, all my friendships seem to be based on, on, on yeah all my, my friendships are literally based on weed yeah so they didn't that didn't have any substance like what is our substance because it's funny isn't it because i remember them days like you were on the hunt for it so then you'd be with your mates and it was all this conversation of trying to locate it suddenly somebody's got a number we can go to this guy we get it and it's all the conversations based on this you get home you have one together and then you just brain dead and yeah, watch something and you, don't something. you don't talk <laughs> yeah. and i'm just like no no did you ever used to go like chip in with three of you like two of your mates yeah so it would be like three pound 33 each or something yeah yeah, yeah. Have to pay <laughs> like a meal <laughs> 10 bag of weed on a flipping weekend when you were 40 <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate that when you're out for a meal with everybody and you've got that one per because i'm just like right let's just there's four people here it doesn't matter what you've had you've had and you've had let's just split it i'm fine and then somebody has to like itemize everything, everything. and work it all out yeah. and then you'd spend like half an hour after the meal thinking about it and I've seen, like, actual fallouts from people with this. Over a bill. Over yeah. a bill. Oh, it's really strange, isn't it? It's such a... I'm just like, please, I'll take my money, I'll pay. I'm just... Just, just get it just gone. Sort it out later. I'm not a money-orientated yeah. man, really, though. I don't... There's so many problems that emerge with money. <laughs> so, again, I've been on a mad journey with money. Okay. Really, like, I used to... Um, I used to view money quite negatively and it yeah. was after I, I listened to the audiobook. I think I actually mentioned this when I was on the bus, when I was There's so many like, things mentioned deep. on the back of this. Yeah, on the back of this bus. <laughs> on the we back had of some this bus. <laughs> um, it's a book and I, I recommend it to anyone actually. Okay. Uh, Jen Sincario, You Are Badass at Making Money. Worth and it. someone recommended this book to me and I was very because it was you are badass at making money i was very skeptical on Mm. like the term of it yeah and it can't it got to a chapter in the book um where she said you know you might have grown up in a household where money doesn't grow on trees or constantly hearing the words we're skin or we're broke or we can't afford that and then it plays with the law of attraction Mm. so then you're just putting that bad energy into it so for a long period i was always i've always been really good at saving 
if I had something to save for, um, always been really good at, you know, making sure all my bills are paid on time, but on the whole, had quite a negative relationship okay. with money yeah, 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 yeah. because of the childhood I grew up with and the things that I used to hear about money. Mm. And then I had to really look at myself and be like, well, you run a business, mm. so you really need to Start wrap your head around money mm. in a positive way. But when you look at how people use money in a corrupt way, mm. it can be quite difficult to meet it halfway when you know that there is so many people out there, like the 1% of the world are like the richest people. Yeah. There's so much that they could do, but greed has, you yeah, know, kind the... of taken over. And another thing that, you know, that uh, Jen Centario says in her book is money isn't evil. Mm. People the are evil. So, you know, it. and it really helped me, you know, because, you know, there's that whole concept money is the root of all evil. Yeah. And it's like, well, is it because money's just energy mm. and if you look at money in a positive way it's actually a really positive thing so i started writing like gratitude lists mm. of what i was grateful that money allowed me to do you know okay. money allows me to pay my rent it allows me to pay my bills you know i can treat my daughter i can treat myself i can go traveling mm. you know i run my vehicle i can mm. socialize with my friends i'm going out for a meal there's so many yeah. little and that's looking at it in a material way of mm -hmm. what money can do for you but when we're looking at like future goals and i've yeah. got future goals that is going to require money yeah so yeah. i really needed to start looking at it healthy. In, a, in a healthier way yeah. um if you are someone that has got a lot of money and you and you know, you don't need that much money and you can see problems in the world that money could help mm. and you're not doing anything about it, is that money's problem or is that your problem? Mm. So it really helped me be able to meet money on an equal playing thing. And now I openly say, like, I love money. Yeah, it's yeah. It's great. It's wonderful. I think it's something else you got me to write down, which was balance, though. Mm -hmm. And that's such an important topic to get onto. But that with money with me, my friend said something as simple as... I call them fun tokens. Like, money is fun tokens fun to tokens. me. And it was something as simple as that. I was like, wow. That's what I want to see money yeah. as. Because I did have a really negative, negative image of money. Negative yeah, but, but money. Yeah, money. Like so the root of evil. The root of evil. But I, yeah. I think as well, like, if you're not... If you're kind of not part of, like, you know... You know, I grew up on a, I grew up on a council estate. Mm. Everyone was poor around me. Yeah. You know, I grew up in a poor environment. Um... So it's, it is easy mm. to have that mindset built into you if that's all you've been shown and that's all you've been taught. But it's also totally okay to want to strive for I more. I suppose mine was on the flip side of that because at my school, I was no, like the rich kid. And people that live on farms mm. really aren't rich. Like, because <laughs> no, the money no. is just going it's in and out farm. and yeah, in and course. out. And my mum had to get into, like, ma like, a massive mortgage to be here and just still paying it off. For the rest of their life, they'll be paying it off. But this was her passion. This was what she wanted for her life. So mm -hmm. she went and just ran with that again. But at school, like... 
I never had any money. I didn't have all the good clothes and all the like uh, rich materials going into school with. But people still like, oh, he lives on the farm, so he's the rich kid. He's the rich kid. So I was quite bullied. I mean, I was bullied for being fat as well. So there's fat and rich, and I was like, well, there's only one of them things that's true, and I <laughs> take back the other. <laughs> but it, I, again, that really did breed like a. A, a proper bad relationship mm. with it for me because I was like, oh, I really don't want any of this. I, I make sure I'd never want to touch money when I'm mm. older because people seem so hostile towards yeah. it. I'll yeah. never have friends. I'll never yeah. have like people care about me truly because they used to make connections over money towards me. Yeah. And it really upset yeah. me because yeah, I was like, I just want like to play on the bikes with you and go out running and you, you and you can come up to my farm as well if yeah, you want. Yeah, we can like, go and make a den. We, we can, can make it know, together. Got, but got loads of land, me. Yeah, you just get. <laughs> like named over it and that's how connections are made like back at school though isn't it like name calling over something you've got to pick a a fault so they're like right chubby money there's a ginger guy here this is just constantly like picking you literally (laughs) preach someone i literally dyed my hair for years because i was ginger but now i love it literally love my hair color now i'm so grateful for it but it's it's horrible when you're a kid well it was just one thing i I, I vividly remember and i was like i wish you knew the half of it Mm. but it did grow me up when i was older to try and have a balanced diet towards money as well like right it can bring happiness it can bring like all them fun tokens and sides but oh, the amount of arguments i've seen emerge over it and the amount of people like you owe me this or you owe, you me, owe that. me that it's why on the whole to make my life simple i mean don't get me wrong like i absolutely will 100 percent because I, I, i'm naturally a giving person mm. but if i can help it I fucking hate lending money mm. and I hate borrowing it mm. because it just causes, it can cause so much arguments. Yeah. Um, so if I can avoid it, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's been times where I have had to in the mm. past borrow money and I'm totally okay with that. And there's been times where I've had to lend it and I will lend it to yeah. any, anyone that needs it. If you really need it, I absolutely will. But if I can avoid yeah, it, yeah. then I'm going to because it's just. And are you now fully self-employed as well? Fully, yeah, I've been self-employed okay. since I was 22. Wow! But I've never. I only. I've only taken it seriously in the last. I went self-employed when I was at uni. Okay. Because I was a, because I was a single. Well, I'm still a single mom, but. When I was at uni, you know, I was getting I was broke. Yeah. I was 21. Well, I started uni when I was 19. So I was broke. I was a teenager with a little kid. Um, wow. And then I was getting, like, my student loans. And then when you weren't getting your student loans, you know, I was I had, like, a part-time job working in a tailoring shop on a Saturday. But then I was still entitled to job seekers. Yeah. Um, and it was this whole kind of like every time I went on a student loan, I had to go back to the job center, and every time, and then it was constant change of circumstances, which is just jarring. Mm. So the easiest thing for me to do, so I wouldn't have to keep going back to the job center, was just register self-employed, and that's okay. what I did. So I was doing like tax returns every year, but I wasn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was a like I was self-employed. Yeah. And I was doing odd self-employed things. Yeah, yeah. But okay, I wasn't... Yeah. I didn't Spinning particularly plates. take... Yeah, I didn't, like, take it seriously. <laughs> okay. It was just... It was a convenient means to an end. Yeah. At that, for that period in my life. Um, I officially went... I'd say, like, officially in regards to me taking it seriously. Yeah. 
probably about three, four years ago. Right. And yeah. I, but are you getting enough fun tokens now to it's, live it the really life you want to live? It really is getting there. Like, there's obviously, yeah. like, with self-employment and anyone will tell you, and especially with COVID, yeah. like, COVID was a massive, like... yeah bitch sit down really okay <laughs> Ever, yeah everyone just went and hibernated yeah really? it was you know the business did take a massive hit this year because of covid but what am i gonna do mm, everyone's in there yeah, cry about yeah, it or can't cry about it or you just got it. or do something about it mm. get creative and that's what i did excellent but i was also okay with it yeah because i really actually really wanted to slow down so i was just <laughs> like thank you that's that's how I saw it actually. Like I hear a lot of negative talk towards COVID, but for me, like it was a really good time to like reevaluate what I want to do, reposition myself, and just be creative. I mean, there has been very tricky days, mm. like with everybody. Yeah, and of that, course. Like, it's a a completely new time of change, and we usually like really struggle with change don't we but for yeah me and chrissy have really got to sit there be in our creative selves and put our creative hats on i've really enjoyed yeah. it you know that yeah. and the simplicity about it like we make dinner and we make oh make breakfast get up what should we do now go for a walk yeah come back make some, make some more food yeah, no, the, 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 the simplicity about it is what i've really missed and i suppose that's going back to like our tribalistic nature yeah. of you know just the basic needs met well we're not robots and yeah. now that's the thing with like um i think with a lot of like if we look at humanity as a collective um it's this whole rat race man, uh, mindset mm. and the constant need to produce and mm. if you're not producing then like you know you're not you're not doing enough yeah. and then people get caught up on you know their self-worth because they're not you know doing enough and it's just it's it's but again it's bullshit mm. um it's we need to slow down mm. because we need to appreciate, you know, what's around us. We need to appreciate ourselves. It's a great time for learning. I did so much reading. I reread books that I've not read in like years. I remember just like, I think it was like second weekend. I was just sat on my bed yeah. reading, smashing out loads of books and I loved it. You know, and I was just cooking. What my daughter, my daughter became a Michelin star chef. For yes, a while. she was just okay. in the kitchen like go, all the time. She just wanted to cook. What was she making? She, everything. Yeah, everything. She's not vegan, so she oh, was just like, right, wow. I need, I need everything. Yeah. And I was like, right, okay. Give us a steak. In Give us, well, no, she doesn't like steak. <laughs> okay, no, she finds it a bit too chewy. Yeah, <laughs> she loves the fish and she likes the chicken. She's she got really a good balance. Yeah, she loves it. Mm. She's got a good balance with food because I, like, I made her watch some documentary i was like oh right oh, spill. it's homeschooling time is it and so, it was netflix <laughs> <laughs> so i was like right then we're gonna watch what the health yeah we're gonna watch this and we're gonna watch this and then amazing yeah and she did and she she's like I've, i was like veggie for i love how this conversation's just gone from like covid to lockdown to food to uh, i'm in so like, yeah, great, as sporadic as we are this is great um, so like, I was veggie for like three years before I went vegan. Mm -hmm. Two years prior to that, I'd already been on a veggie journey and it didn't work for me. I think more I didn't do enough research into it and I just failed. I mean, you, you were feeling like unwell from it or? Uh, yeah, incredibly. But right. I just completely cut everything out. Like yeah. I was just like, oh, our bodies need B12. Right, that's why I'm feeling shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then ended stick. up back eating meat, then wrapped my head around it then went in again okay and then did like three year veggie and then like two and a half years into that really started cutting out like my milks and my mm. cheeses and just started working more with vegan food um and she's always been open-minded about it she's always she eats what i eat there's mm. some things that she doesn't like 
but it's I've kind of like I'd love her to be vegan, but I don't own her. Yeah. So I can't force my I what can't lovely force, attitude to have though. Yeah, yeah, I can't force my views onto her. But if you want to cook me, I'll, we have got a rule in my house though. Like I will buy you your meat because I am like your parent and it's yeah. my responsibility but I ain't cooking it <laughs> it's a great rule so you she's had to cook. learn on her own yeah, so you, you can cook that's great how does she find I'll out teach how to her, I'll, I'll tell you what seasonings to put on it yeah 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 I remember yeah. I seasoned chicken and shit but <laughs> I, I'm not cooking it how does she make sure it's not like pink inside and stuff though you just let her know cut her with the knife obviously if the juices are running yeah, clear yeah. but also but, just so open it oh look it's still you'll, red you'll let her know that yeah, she yeah. can't I'm not going to give a feed for you you're not vegan yeah yeah I like that get salmonella no no how long have you been on that the vegan path for now then since January, I did it as like v- the v- like in January is the Veganuary challenge, but yeah. I I don't like that, especially in January, so I find it quite pressurising. Yeah, the whole like New yeah. Year's resolution oh, I'm not a fan kind of, of thing. Yeah, and I kind of felt that that was that. So I'm thinking like August 2019, mm. I really started like being vegan, right. but not strict. And then January came around and I was like, I'm not doing the challenge, but I am doing the challenge. But we're going to talk about it and it's not called a challenge. I'm just ready now. Just some goals. (laughs) Just just a goal. Just a goal. I've got an idea in my head about it. I've got an idea. I'm fully stocked up on everything. Nice. Yeah. I mean, do you get in like big, wild debates on the veganism thing I've, I've, uh, I've, I've taken myself away from it yeah, I just can't be arsed as much as yeah, it, yeah. As, as much as I think it is important to talk about especially mm. you know we're looking at animal cruelty we're looking at environmental issues and we're looking at health issues with ourselves it's, it is an incredible um, and important uh, topic of conversation to have mm. but I have just learned even when I was veggie it it's yeah it's a you gotta like pick what hill you're willing to die on haven't you yeah exactly and i don't quite like this hill yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) have you got a hill then that you really are willing to die on is that sustainable fashion yeah sustainable fashion 100 i mean but sustainable fashion also plays a role with animal cruelty as well it's so okay it's a, it was a vague term for me i know the word sustainable i know the word fashion but i was just so like not sure on it when we were having that discussion on the back of the bus mm. i came in and i know chrissy did a dissertation on it and you were is that what you studied at uni i studied fashion at uni yeah but it honestly it opened up so many doors to me i've had so many conversations with chrissy since and it's been really enlightening i've really enjoyed it and that's why like i feel good when i go to the shops now with my nan going to the charity days because i feel not just like that we're having a nice day out but i'm doing something good for the planet now and it makes me it it rewards me in that Mm -hmm. way so what what is our society like at being sustained are we really bad bad. in the uk we are so bad what what would you say is the the worst thing is it landfill is that like buying Uh, resources okay and landfill so if we look at uh, industries in the world you know we've got like the the fuel industry yes yeah oils coal you know then you've got fashion Mm. and then it's like meat Mm. So the fashion industry is dirtier really? than agriculture, and th- which is quite bizarre. When it comes to fashion, are we saying literally clothing in general? We're, or? we're talking about clothing. We're talking 
textiles. Te- okay, We're yeah. talking fabrics. Fabrics. Uh, uh, yeah. you, you got to think 80% of the world is made up of fashion and textiles. Because the word fashion for me, I'm literally straight away, I think close. of the people walking down a catwalk, catwalk. And then they've got all the. That's mad to me as well. Yeah. The stuff they put them in. Like, it really know. scares I me. I don't even watch catwalks anymore. The fashion industry, and that's. I remember when I first started out, um, the fashion industry used to play a big the actual industry itself in terms of the catwalks and the fashion shows and trends used to inspire me so much mm. um and i used to think that like i i had to design that way and i had to think that way in order to fit into that industry right. but then when you take a step back and i'm like i, I don't fucking like this yeah yeah i don't yeah. like any of it yeah. i don't i don't want to know what the latest trend is so i don't give a fuck uh. i don't want to know what she's wearing on the catwalk i don't want to know you know, we live in this thing where it's like, oh, God, that jumper is so last year. And I'm mm. like, I don't give a fuck. I still like it and I'm going to wear it. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's where we need to be. I suppose you've got to get into that first, though, to see it for what it you is. You absolutely do. I like this you really quote. really do. And it's more about the mind, but he says you've got to lose yourself to find, find yourself. yourself. And when you finally find yourself. And I really yeah. did lose myself and it was yeah. very, like... I've done that in, in, oh, in my trend, in my clips. It's so beautiful. I yeah. love it. I'm like, right, guys, I'm lost. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but that's... It's it's great to, to go down that path of just doing what everyone else does for a bit and making their mistakes and seeing what it's all about and then going, oh, no, don't forget yourself or find yourself again and then go, this is bullshit. This mm. is You've all just gone and conditioned your minds. Yeah. And yeah. I want to be... I like the elements of this. I like clothing. I like looking good. I like going out and feeling good. But the way you're all doing it, it's just it's corrupt. Wrong. And yeah, okay, that's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, it's wrong. So is that that's how it started out? Was you watching TV TV shows with fashion walks and stuff? Or um, yeah, like it was a really big thing at uni. And then when mm. I remember like um, getting into uni. Um, but I, you know, I I had my daughter. Got pregnant with my daughter when I was in my first year of college. So I was seventeen when I was pregnant. So I had a really young, mm. um, and I, <laughs> I flunked school, flunked college, and I was like, I'm going to uni. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wanted to go to uni. It wasn't a thing where I felt pressured to go and do it. I, I yeah. generally wanted to go to uni, but I also knew that like, I'm not flunking this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to smash it. And I did. Wow. Um, did you go out still and party? Oh, absolutely. Did you? Yeah. But you just had your head on. But I had my head on. In. My head was screwed on. I was nice. a young mum, of course. Um, but, stu- you know, I did I did student things. Mm. It's important if you're at uni. It's a rite of passage, 100%. It's a package in parcel, it, isn't it? It is. Um, but I, it, the sustainable thing was... I think, you know, I, was, I remember like, like I was saying earlier when I first got into it, I was really into, like, my vintage clothes and I really love styling. Um, but it was when I was in my second year of uni and if you're on fashion at Derby Uni, during your second year, it's placement year. Okay. Um, so you have to go out and either find a four-week placement in the industry or you can do the DPP gap year, which gives you a degree and a diploma. And I was like, well, I want the fucking diploma yeah. as well. So I'm going to go and do my gap I year. I papers. want all of it. Yeah. So um, my friend, I was really struggling to find a, a placement. I had like a lot of things to consider. I, I did have a part-time job. Um, 
I had Tay. So for me, it was like I was quite struggling to find a placement that would fit into my life. Mm. And my my best friend, Nicole, was also struggling with that problem. She was working almost full time. Um, and then we, we found a shop on Green Lane and was just like, fuck it, let's open up a shop. Wow. Like, not, it wasn't... We didn't open it uh, for longevity. We knew that it particularly wouldn't do well. We were two broke-ass uni students <laughs> who couldn't find a placement. So it was like, right, we'll just open up our own shop. But then you need stock. And I was okay. like, oh, great, right, okay. So that's when I started doing more hunting in charity shops. Mm. Like, my entry working with sustainable materials and finding thrifted fabrics didn't come from an environmental cause it was because i had no money (laughs) (laughs) mate this is what i like so much about you though you just dive in head first and just like i learn on the way you've got to it's ruthless and it's beautiful it's so important but then i started researching yeah you know like why is there so much material in charity shops and what not and then all beautiful play and recycle center this is mine and nicole's favorite place in derby Mm. so uh, you know stocky do you know yeah, Stocky yeah. Road? Do you know where Monk Street is? Yeah. So around there, there's the Play and Recycle Centre. And I never knew this existed. And Nicole did. She was like, oh, I've got to take you to this place, baby. You're going to have a field day. Yeah. And I was like, what is it? She was like, just just meet me here at this time. Right, just bring a fiver. And I was like, why am I bringing this? She went, no, bring a tenner. Wow. I said, why do I need a tenner? She was like, just bring a tenner. And I was like, all right then. I hope you were scared. I thought, no, I was, I, was, I was exhilarated. I was like, oh, she wants me yeah, to bring yeah. a tenner and meet me in stocky. This could mean anything. This is great. Okay, <laughs> I'm in. And we got there and she was like, it's a play and recycle centre. And I walked in and you've got one side, which is literally full of dead stock fabric that the industry has discarded. Wow, that okay. doesn't seem it beneficial. It's not fit. It's just, let's get rid of it. And you've got everything like zips and buttons and paints and paper. And just, it was just great. It was just, Look it was, at the way you're talking it was about heaven. it. It was just great. It was like, oh my God. <laughs> this is like Aladdin's cave. <laughs> and it was a uh, £5 to sign up for the year membership. And then, five pa- and then five pounds to fill up your trolley, Mikey. Well, that was it. I was wow. there with that trolley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> up and down that aisle. Up and down that fabric aisle. <laughs> and then I started, I remember asking the guy, like, why do you get so much fabric here? Why? And I think I was only, this was when I was like 20, 21. I remember asking him, like, why do you get so much fabric? Why is, why, where has all this fabric come from? And mm. he was just saying to me, it's what the industry don't want. Like, if we don't take it, it gets sent to landfill. So then I was doing, like, I was like, oh, what? I mean, I've always heard of, like, landfill in regards to, you know, where people just dump the flipping... I, I looked at landfill yeah, yeah. and thought of Rainsway Tip and, you know, I knew that there was big areas of land where people dump their stuff, yeah, yeah. but never really looked at it in a in a fashion sense. Well, no. Like, what do you mean it goes to landfill? So then went home and end up in wormholes, as you do. And I love wormholes. I yeah. mean, the very... You mean, you go down one and you end up in six. <laughs> oh, is this on YouTube? Like <laughs> YouTube, the internet, yeah, yeah, yeah. books. You know, I was just reading and educating myself. And that's when I started to realise, like, this is fucked. Mm. This is actually fucked. And then mm. you hear about designers that burn collections if they don't sell. And yeah. Rather than put them on, um, you know, rather than put them on sale. Cause it looks good for, They'll just burn them. Just burn them. Oh, I really hate it. Oh, it's just, horrible. Yeah. It's really horrible. Not just there's a little thing in my stomach. I know. I'm just like, like, what don't do you mean? Do that. Just give it to somebody them. that needs clothing. So that was and... where my sustainable okay. 
outlook kind on of, life came outlook, from. Outlook like really changed. Mm. Um, you know, and I really started to look more into charity shops more, not just for buying fabric, but also buying my clothes. Mm. So I'd like go to a charity shop and buy, you know, curtains to make a jacket out of, but then, wow. would, but then would still go and shop on the high street for my clothes. So it was like I was doing something sustainable, but also I was a walking contradiction. Is what we was talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah. So then I was just like, no, I just need to move into charity shops and vintage fairs. And if anyone's getting a bit of any clothes, I'm happy to take a look at them. Um, <laughs> oh, do you actually take, like, from people as well? If like, people, I, I'm always that out. person now where people are like, we've got a bag of clothes, do you want to have a look at them? Excellent. <laughs> I've had to start saying many, no. I was going to say, I've how had many to bags start, have yeah. you got in your my, house? My granny's notorious for it. So yeah. I've got a bag of clothes for you, darling, and I'll go, and I'm like, well, I like these jeans, granny, mm. I love them. I'll take them to the charity shop for you, or I'll see if anyone else wants them. Um... Well, yeah, that was, that so was is, my entry. Is, and is that, like, the best way we need to start looking at this is with charity shops and upcycling and... T- is that we need the most ethical way? We need to stop buying yeah. fast fashion. Yeah. That fast fashion, is fast it called? Fast fashion, that is what it's called. What's that mean? It just keeps, like, it's up there for a season and then it's in and out, in and so out. So if we go back, let's say... Oh, God... You know, we had, like, Charlesworth, Hawkshaw, that was, like, before the turn of the century. So if we're going into, like, turn of the century, let's go, like, 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. We even know even before that, Chanel, 20s. We had, you know, designers would bring out collections twice a year. Right. We'd have spring, summer. Yeah. And we'd have autumn, winter. Yeah. And that was that. Ace. And over the years, we end up with four collections a year. Oh, no. Which is spring, summer autumn winter then we'd have cruise and resort which is like the equinox oh yeah. by the way happy equinox happy, happy, happy equinox happy equinox, happy equinox everyone yeah. <laughs> so yeah we'd have like cruise and resort collections which kind of became like the equinoxes of like right it's not quite summer it's not quite autumn but we're going to bang out another the collection anyway yeah so then four collections were getting churned out and the thing is with the high fashion brands and the catwalks is they're bringing out a collection right and then you've got your high street brands. So let's look at let's look at some generic ones. Topshop, H and M, River Island, Primark. Primark. I don't know if I just said that. Let's go again. Topshop, H yes. and M, River Island, Zara, Primark. Yeah. Five generic high high street shops. So and then, and then obviously there's loads more, but we're mm-hmm. going to go for those five. Yeah. So they'll go right. That's that's the latest thing. This is what we're going to design. This is what we're going to make. Okay. But then you get the shops underneath them that are yeah. going to be like, right, that's what these high street ones are oh. going to do. So this is what we're doing. And then before you know it, you've just got clothes. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere. And they're all sort of imitating And they're all imitating well. okay. each other. You know, they're all, it's trend. Oh, I hate seeing it as well, though. Do you know when, like... I hate that word. Five people have walked down the same street in the same, same top, though, yeah, together. Yeah, I'm You're over like, it. I'm so Why would you want that? It. Why do you... Why have you got comfort in that? Like, I love going to the gym and knowing, like, my tie-dye top that Chris has cut up and put a little badge on and something else is the only one going to be in that gym. Mm. So it shows my individuality. Mm. And, like, I, I, I like showing myself off with what I put on. It makes me feel my own person. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people are quite scared to be their own person a lot of the time. They're like, right, I'm going to the gym. Everyone wears black. I'm going to put my black top on then with nothing on it to show yeah, off too much. Yeah. And, 
that that's how I see it. Maybe I overlook into everything, but that's why I see people not conscious of what they're buying. It's kind of like social manipulation, though. Yeah. And that's how trends work. Yeah. It's the same with same with technology and phones, mm. you know, and, and phones very much today are designed to break. Mm. You know, that's why people get new phones every year. I've got to have the new iPhone, I've got yeah, to have the new yeah. this, I've got to have the new that. And yeah. I'm just like, you, you really don't. Take it to a phone shop. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense, like, if people think in their mind, like, I kind of want to fit in, I don't want to be too out out there or individual, mm. they're like, where do people shop? Okay, top shop's generic, top shop's like that. And if you go and look on the aisles and look on the uh, the different labels and stuff you'll get a pretty generic top and a pretty generic style and that's how i see people end up looking the same because of that but mm. that it's the concept in their mind that they're created i don't want to stand out too much but if we built a concept where it's like i want to stand out i want to be my own person i want to be an individual we'd start getting them to go into charity mm. shops or trying to upcycle because they've got to like it's like a game then, isn't yeah, it? You've got yeah. to have the coolest or funkiest or most different clothing. And I think you could see it like that. Yeah. I think you could start opening eyes like that. I remember at the football days with my mates, I'd go up, I'd have my bucket hat on and some funky stuff. And they're like, bloody hell, is he pissed again? And they're like, <laughs> where, where do you go shopping? But then I've had other mates there saying, like, I, I like what you've got on. You're always different. Where do you go? And when you say charity shop... The stigma towards yeah, it and the mindset is like, you go charity shop, does it stink if somebody's died in that? And all that, it's like, mate, it's just clothing it's just and it's, it's better for the environment, yeah. better for the planet. But even <laughs> even with charity shops, there is a huge problem. Really? Only 10, between 10 and 20% of clothes that get sent to charity shops are sold. Right, okay. The rest go to landfill. Just landfill, So there's a, there's a huge problem with that but the reason there's a huge problem with that is because the western society and i'm not talking about england i'm yeah. talking europe um have this you know it's, it's so easy charity shops get inundated yeah. with clothes just because we bag, don't stop yeah. buying them yeah that makes total sense so and you know and it's not the charity shops fault they're doing the best that they yeah, can yeah, with what yeah. they've got but if we all just started to slow down and stopped buying as much as we are, then charity shops would would mm. have a better working environment to work in. They would be able to do their job mm. better, shall we say. Um, because we very much live in this, this mindset where it's like, right, I'm going out for the weekend. Mm. I need a new dress. It's like, we've, you've actually probably got about like 10 decent dresses in your wardrobe. Mm. that you could wear yeah, and restyle yeah. yeah. you know you don't you know like on the you wore symptoms, it I've you wore, yeah you wore it one way one week why don't yeah. you you know add a belt change your change jewelry like jazz it up there's so many things that you yeah. can do Mar- marge on the simpsons gets a chanel dress and it's really beautiful and then like she keeps going to the same like posh parties and then they notice it's the same so she goes home and has to like manipulate it and stuff. manipulate it's a great it yeah and it's a great episode, episode. Yeah. the simpsons have always been great at yeah that, they have they? They they i want to know yeah. like how they Who's know that guy, because yeah. like, i want to know like, we've got how? a guy in the future haven't yeah, they keep they documenting really back sending absolutely them. <laughs> i want to know this man woman whoever um but yeah there is there's, there's that problem with with the charity shop side of it as well, mm. that a lot of our clothes will still end up in a landfill right, okay. after going through a charity shop because they can't sell mm. everything. And charity shops also still have to work on seasonal trends. So if it's summer, they're cracking out the summer stuff. Yeah, if it's winter, yeah. they're getting out the winter stuff. So there's that element to it as well. 
um, what, for me, the message that I always want to get across with sustainable fashion isn't just the harm it's causing to our planet. So, Mm. you know, I think it's like over one trillion gallons of water is used every year just to dye fabric. Right, okay. That's a lot of water. Yeah, that is a lot. I mean, we're living in unprecedented times. That is Mm. a, a lot of water. You know, it can take between 500 and 1,800 gallons of water Mm. just to produce an item of denim, whether Mm. that's jeans or a jacket. So, when when we're looking at numbers and figures of resources on how that's actually harming our planet, but also taking away Mm. the the resources that we need to survive, Mm. that is a huge problem and a problem that we should all be looking at in in a mindful way but you know the biggest thing for me is trying to trying to get people to understand that not only is it harming the planet but it is harming people Mm. so you know if we look at if we look at western society we can look at it as a problem of consumerism this constant need to consume you know which then can fall under the line of capitalism so it's this, you know, it's this constant need to always want stuff yeah. because society is telling us that we always need to have new things. You need the next best thing. You're not going to be happy unless you have yeah. that dress. Yeah. You're not going to be happy if you do this. Very much mindset. So isn't and it? it's a mindset thing, and you you know, it's one of those things where you want to shake people and be yeah. like, you don't need it, you don't need it, but you you've got to let people get there themselves. A good word is enough, isn't it? And yeah. we never know when we've, when had, we've enough. had enough. Like it's like what we we're talking about before: weed, money, materials. It's always just going with enough is Mm. is good enough for where you need to be like wanting the more and the more and the more like money's a number it just goes on infinitely yeah, yeah. you'll never have you'll have a eno- you'll have a enough yeah you've yeah gotta find a happy balance if, with money yeah appreciate yeah. it and respect it but don't make it the be all and end all of your and life the same with clothes i suppose when i'm i'm going out if i'm conscious when i'm there of picking up tops but actually thinking i've got 50 tops back home now i've been to loads of charity shops i don't need another top i can re-upcycle the ones i've got mm. It's having that conscious realm inside of you to go, I've got enough now. And constantly being like that and reflective. Yeah, it's very much what you're saying and speaking to me. It seems like mindset. And our mindset is like, oh, if the planet's dying, we'll just do this. And we'll just try like going to charity shops. But you're like, no, there's still the mindset there where you've got to be... um, was it conscious, conscious of even yeah, that of yeah. like having enough in your own home mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna like get inside and like think of, i've not got many vests so <laughs> maybe i can start can cutting do, yeah, off the cut off some vests. little bits yeah. like that yeah for the do gym tie-dye as oh, well i'm well excited you've yeah. got me right in the mood for going in and just ripping all my clothes to shreds and stuff mm. what about materials like is cotton good to go for so or? if we just going back to how it harms, because this is like really yeah, important, yeah. just how it like, harms people is, you know, majority. There's a, there's a roughly about 40 million garment workers in the world, mm-hmm. yeah? And majority of them are women. Right, that, okay. You know, and men as well, but predominantly women mm-hmm. that work in India, yeah. And Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Cambodia, you know, Indonesia. Um, and they are paid, you know, it's, it's actually really like 
upsetting to even say like they are paid a ridiculously In the poor pens. amount of money mm. like, like it's disgusting so if you've got like like I'm a garment worker, I make clothes and I alter clothes. Like, I know what goes in and the time that goes in yeah. to to constructing a piece of clothing or altering a piece of clothing or upcycling a piece of clothing. So when you've got women working in sweatshops that are being paid, you know, no more than forty p an hour, yeah, sometimes yeah. twenty p an hour, sometimes not even that. Yeah, and they're working in poor conditions in poor countries and they've got their own families to feed mm. just so we can wear a 10 pound dress yeah there's such a disconnect how do you boycott humanity. that stop buying high street shit but i mean if you don't buy from there i'm just saying like what happens to their jobs then and say if they become obsolete the idea is to yeah. force brands to yeah. pay fair living, living wages. wages yeah that, you know that I mean? makes so total sense yeah we you saw it in there was a massive thing during uh lockdown when it first kicked up pay up pay up it was really uh trending on social media yeah um primark has just paid up um but you've got top shop multi-billion pound yeah. business R- weren't paying Green, the workers yeah i think you know, and it. they're already living in you know really bad conditions and yeah. now they're dealing with a pandemic and you're not paying your workers like even even that the disconnects I, I was lucky enough to be furloughed from one of my jobs mm. you know majority of the uk has been furloughed during a pandemic yet you've got people in you know more disadvantaged countries aren't being paid anything mm. and you've got people in western society who aren't willing to p- pay up even though you're sitting on yeah, billions yeah. of pounds we like primark don't we <laughs> and it's you, you know but primark's just paid up so okay. well done they've just paid up but there's this it's a it's a problem yeah and i you know i kind of always say to someone if you if you can buy a dress from a high street shop if you can walk into Primark and buy a dress for 10 quid, mm. someone somewhere has not been paid. Yeah, yeah. And that is the truth of it. Yeah. And then we saw it on our doorstep in Leicester, down mm. the road. Le- I don't know if you heard heard about that, Jordan. No. So, obviously, Leicester went into, like, a local lockdown. That You know, they had a, a rise in cases. And, you know, I think people were trying to get to the bottom of, you know, where it's come from. And then it came to light that um, it was clothing factories um boohoo hadn't paid their workers now i didn't even know boohoo had a factory in leicester i wasn't aware of this and i was extremely shocked leicester has always been a bit notorious for sweatshops oh i didn't know this at all but i didn't realize it was for like boohoo now boohoo also own pretty little thing and they i think it's oasis or coasts that they bought um i think it might be um, it's one of the two um, I don't shop with Boohoo. I don't like them. Mm. I, don't, I don't even like the clothes that they produce. It's just, it, it's just never appealed to me. Um, but when when you've got it on your doorstep, now it came to light that the these workers, these garment workers, had been paid like three pound fifty an hour. <sighs> throughout lockdown wow. with no safety measures in place no distancing no distancing no hand sanitizers no mat no mm. nothing and you know you've got boohoo again sitting on billions of pounds and you're li- you've got slave labor happening on your doorstep yeah 
how does somebody that doesn't know about these corporations and how the cogs work how do you learn about that and how would i go out to find about that so i started uh, finding out more and this was a very important moment within fashion uh, it's something that i do talk about a lot and highly recommend people to go and you know research yeah. and read into it was in 2013 the Rana Plaza factory collapsed in Bangladesh and it was like a five-storey high factory mm. and there'd been reports for quite a while that the building was unsafe mm. you know walls were shaken and you know and you've got you know I heard about this actually thousands yeah, I did of hear people about this. you know 1,138 garment workers died yeah. on that day um, and a further like 2,500 people were injured and they were creating clothes for the Western society. Yeah. So it, it, I don't think it was the first factory that collapsed, but it was, you know, the first factory that really made mainstream media Niche. headlines, yeah. which was important. Yeah. So that's Going when I, right I went deeper then. into it and I'm like, wow, underpaid garment workers. So yeah. there's so much that goes into like sustainable fashion as, as an umbrella mm. there's so much that goes into it and i just remember being like i never want to mass produce yeah. garments ever i never want to mass produce garments I think, I think the worst conception that people have is like what can we do what can we do about yeah, it that's out of, out of yeah, mind but that's like over there in it yeah it's on your own individual level just making the right choices at the right time mm-hmm. to being mindful of it i suppose and not having that concept of what what can i do about it just do your research, mm-hmm. listen, and just pick on that basis, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I'm learning a lot today. <laughs> Honestly, I'm really enjoying it. Like, it, it, I love to reflect and I, I love to, like, have new ways to live my life by. Like, being like, oh, I didn't know that about yeah, Boohoo, yeah. but I'm probably not going to go there now because I've heard this fact. And it, I think if people could emanate like that and talk to each other and collectively we'd get somewhere. Because yeah, like, yeah. I'm so out of the blue towards fashion. <laughs> like, it's it's one of those as well, on. like, going... As well, like, with being vegan, like, I I openly talk about sustainable fashion. I openly talk about it with my friends. Mm. Um, My friends completely understand why I do what I do. But you can't can't force your views onto people. Um, And I don't ever want to fall out with anyone over their choices either because it's just... It, you know it's just that divide the only thing that I, I i hope that i can continue doing is spreading a message and that ma- message is just you know just please be mindful just this please be mindful attitude, you don't even yeah. you don't even need to like think that you need to change your entire life in a day yeah, like yeah. just just be mindful like. we can always be a little bit better than we were yesterday exactly and just keep trying to strive for a little better version yeah, of who we yeah. are and making the world a little bit but better in that way with the a fashion industry and, mm-hmm. and especially if we're looking at garment workers mm. then we then we can bring in how actually that's kind of structural and institutionalized racism mm. because majority of garment workers around the world are you know black or yeah. people of color mm. so you, you won't catch you know to put it bluntly you wouldn't catch a factory of white people and you would, and people wouldn't expect mm. a family of, um, sorry, a, a factory of white people working yeah. for 40p an hour. It wouldn't happen. So, uh, what a problem we've got now is people have done that 
us versus them game and everyone wants to be right and they don't want conversation anymore. About it, no. They don't want to talk and they don't want to listen and they just want to be right. So they've taken principles of this is me, this is what I think and I'm not going to look elsewhere. And then if somebody comes and puts a better argument forward or just a conversation point forward they just don't want to listen no. they just want to sort of tune out and go oh you're a lefty or put you in a box or label you and it's like let's just have conversations guys because the world isn't perfect no. i'm not really striving for perfection but can we go for better at yeah, least yeah. let's just go for let's better. just go for better exactly <laughs> it's like we've um you know fast fashion if we look at sort of I mean, charity shops you can pick up bargains. Yeah, you know, if you know where, if you know if 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 you know how to thrift, like, oh, okay, you're gonna yeah. find you're gonna I'm find some. Learning later, we're gonna be fine. I feel like you should go in a Take charity on a shop. Day, Come man. with, Come Please, with. Let's yeah. do it. Ripley's good, man. Mate, oh, I, I really say it's good, it. but actually, with you, you'll be like, no, this is shit. I'm taking you somewhere <laughs> proper. <laughs> I went to Cornwall in uh, Ooh, August. Okay. That was. Uh, all over the place. Yeah, really. more pricey though. High, I was going to say, high yeah. end charity shops. You go to like, especially London, and you're just paying like normal mm, prices now. Like, I yeah. went this pair of shoes. I was so excited. I think they were like I don't know, Nikes or something. <laughs> I <don't>, I'm, <laughs> I, I, there's things that I make exceptions for, and I have yeah. to make exceptions for. Like, I have a 12 year old. Yeah, yeah. Footwear is one of them. Mm. Um, underwear mm. is one of them. Uniform. I have to make exceptions with Tay with uniform. Yeah, yeah. And then me, me and Tay get into this. Um, she's very much at that age where she wants to go and eat McDonald's and shop in Primark with her mates. Mm. And I have to remember what I was like at that age. And you know, I have to. We we have honest conversations about it where she's like, you know, I really want this top one, but it's in Primark, and mm. I'm like, oh, for goodness sake. And we have to sit down and, you know, we talk about it and I watch documentaries with her so she yeah. can make... My only hope as a parent in terms of my own journey with sustainability and food and environment is that my daughter goes out into the world with informed information yeah, yeah, to, to make, make conscious decision. decisions. And that is, yeah. that is all, like, I don't own her and I just hope <laughs> that you make the right choice. And a good person. It's amazing. And you're not forcing it down anyone's throat and you're not telling everybody how to live. But here's what I think. And it's like that, uh, be the change you want to see. See, yeah. If you're living yeah. it out and you're just promoting it and you're not preaching it, it's so much more, like, endearing to mm. come towards. Mm. I, I listen to it now and I'm like, that seems yeah. a nice way to be. Like, you seem a happy-go-lucky person. It, it, I emanate towards that. It makes me feel comfortable. And I like people with that attitude of, let's just talk. Let's not tell. Let's talk. I'm having a daughter soon. I'm very excited. I oh, know. Oh, yeah. And I'm having all these conversations. I couldn't remember on the bus. I was like, did I actually... Do you know what you're having? Yeah, or is it a surprise? A girl, you're having a little Ella. girl. Yeah. Ella. That, I've had all these conversations rolling in my head, like how I want her to come into this world. And I've just like what you just said then really perfectly fit what i feel and it's just giving her all the information and letting her make her own mind up towards it and not saying you've got to live like this we don't do that in this household we're not this i mean there's obviously elements of that yeah, of course. but mainly just letting her be her own person and for everybody to try and do that yeah but give them what you feel feel yeah don't be a dick if it resonates with them <laughs> let everyone, I, no, I just really like what you're about in that that realm just don't be a dick i 
I know I've got lives to live as well, but would you do a, a part two? Because I want to go down yeah. parenting yeah, with you. Yeah, come with I want to go more down yeah, this absolutely. route with you. Oh, you've got so many little like plates <laughs> to spin. And I'm like, do we go here? We went everywhere. We and I love, everywhere. It. I love it. Oh, mate, I love it. where can people find what you do? Because I would say definitely go and check it out. Because that photography um, shoot you did with your friends. Yeah, and that's awesome. another thing as well. Like um, with fashion. You've got everything. I used, to be, I used to be so caught up. On like you know when I first started out, is that like, you know making sure like models were like proper models, but now it's mm. so unhealthy and so unrealistic. Yeah. To you know, especially I you know I predominantly do women's wear, and I want I want every woman to yeah. feel like great. And 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 I love working with my friends. Yeah. That photo shoot was just it was it looked well, so the, much the photo fun. shoot was meant to happen in May. Okay. And then obviously lockdown so everything had to be postponed and it was like you know i think it was when did we do it we ended up doing it in july june came around and i was like right maybe i can start planning when it can be then july came around and i was like nah still still a bit still a bit early and then i think it was at the beginning of august we did it and it was great because none of us had seen each other properly oh, in, wow. a, in that space and it was around you know Boris and you can mingle a bit now guys you're allowed mm. to go to other people's houses mm. um, and you know Karina bless her we did it at Karina's house and I was so grateful for her she's got this beautiful big kitchen nice um, and I was like you know can Chevy set up the backdrop in your kitchen <laughs> so we ended up doing it at Karina gorgeous day yeah um, and it was just such an amazing photo shoot we had so much fun and that's what I wanted to be about just it, just fun it I just comes had a across as well fun it with does. my mates the energy of it all yeah. looks pretty bright and bubbly and I just want a piece of it. <laughs> you can have a piece of it if you yeah, want Yeah, it. baby. <laughs> Guys, yeah. thank you for joining in. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you for having go, me. Go and find you at Bambi's yeah, Den. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram under Bambi's Den. You're coming back, aren't you? I'm I don't, 100% I feel like we're doing back. a goodbye here I'll and pick, I'm like... <laughs> I'll pick promise you if you want. You've seen it, guys. It's, it's, it's all on it. camera. Cameras mean everything. <laughs> <laughs> We've caught you. <laughs> um, yeah, website is uh, Bambi's Den uk. Uh, I have got Bambi's Den on Facebook not gonna lie I'm not the greatest Facebook fan I, I, you know I keep it uh, open yeah. and I, you know I like it I just have it. social presence it's, now but I just leave it and yeah go. it's kind of mm. it's, it's there but it's not oh, we could have really got into that too. oh god we can't literally dive, we've not even touched <laughs> upon social Honestly, media really and how we're because uh, I, I know you need to watch the social dilemma I'll and watch that then, and, and, and then you're going to come and do a workshop we're as well we're going to do workshops that sounds great because so, I'll just bring my tent mate honestly just, just like camp. you're just somebody here in the morning really just go down every avenue of life with and you just seem so open to it all as well there's nothing yeah. to shit off from so guys you know you've been a part of the old farm bus back of the bus sessions i really enjoy these i'm learning all the time i've got a lot to go away with now and think i'm gonna like go and like start snipping around my whole wardrobe <laughs> i'm gonna get gonna loads of pictures best. like what do you think i can do with this that's gonna be a pair of shorts but mikey that's your t-shirt your best one yeah but i can put them I on you here can now. put them on <laughs> make some cycling shorts out of them bit of stretch jersey guys <laughs> Peace and love Thank to you all. Thank you all for having me. Positive. It's been amazing. Keep smiling. Big love.